0: Today on the show, the latest on local reaction to the developments in Ukraine. Ukrainian Chicagoans are speaking out as Russian troops continue to lay siege to Kyiv and Kharkiv and other parts of their homeland. The Illinois Division of the Ukrainian Congress Committee of America continues to organize local rallies for peace in Ukraine. Thousands of Chicagoans showed up this weekend in support. Dan Diazun is the president of that group. He also spoke at Sunday's rally at Saints Volodymyr and Olha Ukrainian Catholic Church in Chicago. Hi, Dan. Hi, good morning. Dan, you have family in Ukraine. Where are they?
1: My family is in Western Ukraine. I've got cousins that live on the outskirts of Lviv and cousins that live on the outskirts of Ternopil. Uh, unfortunately, we have one—I have one cousin who lives in the Donbas area. Uh, had gone there as a young lady, and unfortunately, we've lost touch with them since 2014. Okay. Uh, but I've been in touch with my family. They're—they're they're safe. Uh, For the time being, they're um, just absolutely stunned and amazed that that this could even happen after Mm -hmm. the president had basically tried to calm everyone and assure everyone that uh, there was not going to be an invasion. But, you know, they were always skeptical and and, and thought, well, you know, there's a distinct possibility that it could happen, and and it did.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to hear that they're safe, Dan. Uh, What did they say things are like around them? Are they hearing uh, well, sounds?
1: You know, of course, it, it is very tense. They don't know minute to minute what will happen. Uh, not far from uh, Ternopil is, the, town, uh, is the, the city of Ivano Frankivsk. There was a, a, a military base that was shelled uh, using, uh, using missiles. So they don't know how far the Russian advance is going to come. They're concerned that uh, the Belarusian army uh, will invade from the north as Lukashenko has, uh, has suggested, that they will join the fight. Surprisingly enough, the—well, you know, not for Ukrainians, but I think for the rest of the world, that the Ukrainian army has put up just an enormous amount of resistance, and their resolve has been uh, just— uh, amazing uh they have managed to thwart any kind of incursions into Kharkiv into into Kiev they've had some success you know capturing Melitopol in the in the very south mm-hmm. but the major cities Kharkiv Iviu, uh and you know are in Ukrainian hands
0: are you worried at all about losing communication with them as these attacks continue
1: absolutely um you know they Cell towers can be bombed uh, and destroyed, you know, by saboteurs, Internet connection. You know, they don't have satellite radios. I mean, the armed forces have satellite radios, but the regular civilians do not. And, and you know, if the Internet is severed and, and cell phones are severed, communications basically cease, unfortunately. Wow.
0: I wonder what went through your mind in the week before the attack, Dan, because there were many politicians who did not think that Russia would actually attack.
1: Were you surprised? Not really. I was always holding out hope that Putin would not send his armies, that they would come to some sort of a compromise, but I got a a phone call Wednesday night at probably around 11 o'clock saying that Kiev uh, is is being shelled and Kharkiv is being shelled. And, you know, I clicked on CNN. And sure enough, you know, there it is. Ukraine, it was what, about five in the morning or so, you know, when the uh, when the invasion started. Mm-hmm. And so even though I was holding out hope that that it wouldn't happen, uh, truthfully, uh, it, I wasn't I wasn't surprised.
0: Well, Russian and Ukrainian delegates are meeting today. What do you think will come of that?
1: Uh, truth be told, I don't think anything will come of it. Uh, Putin's stated goal is complete capitulation of Ukraine. He wants the military to lay down its arms. He wants demilitarization. Uh, he will ac- I don't believe he'll accept anything else but complete capitulation. And the Ukrainian side, the Ukrainian nation, will not do that. They will not lay down their arms. They will not give up without, without a fight. And that fight will continue. And even if they defeat the army. Uh, Every city, every town has got what they're, ter- what they're calling self-defense units, uh, they will go underground. They will fight to the very bitter end. He will pay a very high price. Right now, his economy is tanking. The ruble is worth less than a penny uh, to the U- penny of U.S. Uh, they're being barred from-, from borrowing money. Sooner or later, the Russian people are going to stand up and say, enough. We've seen massive demonstrations, people being arrested. Even the oligarchs are breaking with him and Saying, mm-hmm. you know, enough. Let's stop the war because, let's face fact, they live very comfortable lives in the West. They have luxury apartments, homes in every city in 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 Europe and and in the United States. They don't want to lose their visas. They don't want to ha- lose their possessions, their, their their yachts, their luxury homes, and be forced to go back to Moscow. Britain did that with uh, Abramovich. He lost control of, of his football club, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we you had one of the presenters on, I believe it was RT, crying that the Italians took away his villa. Boo-hoo, I don't feel sorry for you. People are dying, and you're worried about, about your villa. So... The the Russians, unfortunately, and and the population is not for this, I think, in in general, but they're going to pay a very high price for this invasion.
0: Let's talk about that rally over the weekend. Who was there?
1: Thousands of people. You know, it was even hard to determine how many people. Estimates are anywhere from five to eight thousand people. You had people from the Ukrainian communities, the you know people that have grown up uh, outside of Ukraine, uh, new immigrants that have immigrated in the last thirty years. Uh, These people have family there. They have brothers, sisters, mothers, uh, you know, sons, daughters. Uh, You know, we had representatives from the Polish community who support us, mm-hmm. uh, all of the Baltic community, the, the Latvians, Estonians, Lithuanians, uh, Azerbaijanis came, the Belarusians, uh, because they're facing the same fight with Lukashenko. So we had just a tremendous response from all of the Eastern European ethnics. Uh, we had, you know, a lot of Chicagoans showed up, yeah. a lot How of people from outside of Chicago. From, we had people I saw from Wisconsin, from DeKalbitt, wow. that drove in for this. So it was tremendous a tremendous, tremendous response to uh to, to our rally.
0: What was going through your mind as you watched all those people uh, gather in support?
1: Well, you know, your spirit can't help but be uplifted. You know, truthfully it was it was just so moving to see the amount of people, the support that that that, that there is for Ukraine. They bleed for this. They they cry. Um you know it was just a phenomenal turnout. You know, we can see the resolve of the people in our community. And this wasn't just our community. You know, all across America, Philadelphia had a rally. New York, my younger son who lives in Toronto, they had 30,000 people at their rally at, at their city hall. Yeah. So this has a, become a worldwide phenomenon. You know, Berlin had 100,000 people uh, in the streets. You know, Germans are protesting uh, the war. And, uh, you know, it's just... Yeah the the 73 countries have, have have come to the aid of ukraine and and are willing to do whatever it takes you know to uh, to stop this war and and to defeat putin
0: well before i let you go dan tell us how else people here in chicago can get involved and can help ukrainians
1: Well, right now we're facing uh, a humanitarian crisis. We are in the process of collecting uh, donations that will help the humanitarian aid, uh, medical supplies primarily. Anybody who is interested can go to our website. It is uccaillinois.org. There is a drop-down box to donate. It's done through PayPal. Uh, We accept any donations, we're going to be setting up. We have some individuals from the medical community who are going to be setting up collection points to, for medical supplies. Mm-hmm. Collection of medical supplies that will then be transported via container uh, to uh, to Ukraine. So right now, you know, the other thing, uh, Congressman Quigley yesterday said that he's going to put forth a motion to grant temporary protective status to Ukrainian refugees. We already have a lot of individuals who are opening up their homes, who want to open up their homes, who are willing to take in Ukrainian families right. who will be allowed into the country. So, you know, the we have to give just huge credit to countries like Poland, Hungary, Romania, uh, the Czech Republic, who have opened up their borders and are accepting refugees. So, you know, right now we're, you know, it's estimated there's over half a million of refugees that are Mm -hmm. streaming westward. You know, they're going to need help. So it's going to be, you know, the UN has stepped up. It's, I think it's it's like a $6 billion A package that's that's going to help these refugees so you know the whole world is is seeing that this is an unjust unprovoked war and are doing everything possible so if anybody would care to donate any of your any of the listeners please go to our website uccailinois.org and donate
0: dan diazun is president of the ukrainian congress committee of america illinois division dan thank you so much thank you We turn now to Maria Bendrisky. She's a grad student here in Chicago, and she attended the rally at Saints Volodymyr and Olha Ukrainian Catholic Church. Hi, Maria. Hi, Sasha. Maria, you were born in New York, but you still have family in Ukraine. Where were they Thursday when those attacks started?
2: Yes. So I do have family in Ukraine. Um, Luckily, I mean, not even luckily anymore because— the Russian troops are pretty much everywhere in Ukraine, but they are primarily located in the West. And I do have friends, close friends that live in Kyiv, And so I've been calling them and just luckily none of them are physically harmed right now. Mm-hmm. But the mental toll, the trauma that they're experiencing, these little children who are you know, we're awakened by the sound of bombs, explosions outside of their homes. There's no words to describe what that is like. And even speaking to them, it's just all I can say is that we're here to support them and we're doing everything we can.
0: So they're, they're physically safe. Yeah. But mentally going through it, what has changed about their situation since the invasion began?
2: Many people have been... Encouraged to evacuate, but unfortunately, it's very difficult to do so right now. For example, you can't, you're not safe driving anywhere in your car with the possibility of getting shot at. And then, trains, it's very difficult to find train tickets, even to get into Poland or in other um, Eastern European countries that are currently accepting Ukrainian refugees. Mm-hmm. So many of them. Um, have to just stay put. But they've been trying to at least leave their homes and either find shelter with friends, relatives that live in not as hot areas um,
0: currently under attack. Well, when you heard that your home country was under attack, how did you take that?
2: In all honesty, Ukraine has been at war for the past 8 years. So, the escalation of these events is not surprising to me. Putin is a monster. There are no words to describe anything that he is capable of doing. So, seeing that, you know, the mental game he was playing with the Ukrainian country and just with everyone in the world, giving these false promises of peace, all of that, I knew that was lies. And so, I mean, unfortunately, I knew that it was sort of inevitable for this Mm -hmm. war to escalate to this level.
0: Well, how do you feel about the rallies that are going on here in Chicago?
2: It feels like there are no words to describe it. I had so many friends that are not of Ukrainian descent come. And just, I met so many wonderful people there that are so passionate about what is going on in Ukraine. And, you know, just seeing All different communities come together and so many people that spoke yesterday were not even Ukrainian and they were saying that, you know, we, everybody here is Ukrainian despite not actually having, you know, relatives from Ukraine or being from Ukraine. Everyone is Ukrainian in the sense that we are all fighting for
0: democracy
2: and freedom of innocent people.
0: That's it for today's Reset. For more conversations like this and other news going on in and around Chicago, tune in every weekday afternoon to the Reset podcast. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. And we'll meet again here tomorrow.